Welcome to the Black Queens on Stage podcast, presented by Black Literature and Art Queens Network, where we bring our queens to the stage. Welcome to the podcast where we honor and acknowledge Black women performers and discuss racism within Michigan performing venues. I'm Ashley M. Lyle, and today we are joined by the awesomely talented DJ Lauren J. Hi, Jay. How are you today? What's up, Ashley? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great, especially now that I get the chance to talk to you because I've been peeking in on some of your Instagram DJing and it's been it's been absolute fire. And it's really awesome because Crimson it always tags me. She always makes sure to like, you know, send me a quick message to say, hey, Jay is DJing right now. Go ahead and listen to her set. So it's always really great to to hear the different music that you that you spin together. Oh, snap. Crimson. I love her. <laughs> but no, I, and I definitely appreciate it. I think I've seen you uh, pop up in there once. I'm like, oh, snap. Like, so it's always, it's always a ton of fun. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it. I really love DJs that that spin hip hop and, and old school R&B together. This is just, it's just so... It, you can hear the beats melding in together when you got when you have a really good DJ and the beats just meld right into into each other into the next song, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So you yeah. you've definitely proven that several times and and beyond. Hey, that's what I like to hear for sure. Well, let's get started with this interview. Let's do it. So, describe to me your style of DJing. Are there any specific genres that you play or is it like a little bit of everything? So that's a good question. So my style um, is pretty open format for the most part. I love all kinds of music. So I try uh, really hard to kind of piece all that all that stuff together because it's all kind of connected in a way. So I've I don't know. I'll. I'll go from like lo-fi to hip hop, definitely a lot of R&B and alternative R&B, some indie uh, psychedelic stuff in there, and then definitely old school. You got to give it to the old school and the grooves and the funk and and everything like that is really what like kind of drives a lot of my sets. Now, what exactly is lo-fi? I've never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Lo-fi. So... I don't know if you've ever seen any playlists that were like a uh, chill steady beats or help you focus or Oh, like on YouTube. Out. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Some of that stuff. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lo- Lo-fi is like a very down tempo, very chill music. It usually incorporates a lot of uh really soft uh electronic piano, a lot of chords, um a lot of melodies that are very uh what's what's a good way to say it? I think they're just chill. They're just very chill. Yeah, and and I I gotta say, at the times that I've been listening to your your Instagram DJing, it, it, your transitions are like absolutely seamless, absolutely seamless, and I love that. I love hearing it. You know, and it, sometimes you get DJs that that can't make that transition. Even, yeah, they've been hard. doing it for for a long time, and some of them still can't make smooth transitions. <laughs> but you were telling me that that you've been doing it for a few months, and your transitions are just absolutely seamless, like no flaws. Yo, thank you. That's wow. That that really means a lot. <laughs> so, how do you build your song list for different events? 
Do you use the same song list and then like do a few variations of it? Or do you have, do you create one based on each event? So, um, well, let me back up a little bit. So first I've only been performing my DJing for about the past seven, eight months since the pandemic kind of hit. So I've been, um, I've always been into music though and kind of like practicing DJing and experimenting with stuff in the background just because it's something I like to do so the like I will say the transitions didn't come like right away it it definitely took some practice but as far as like building playlists uh, especially in the age of Instagram live and Twitch and streaming with DJing and stuff it's whatever fits the mood Um, I typically will go live randomly if I'm feeling inspired or I'm experimenting with some sounds and I want to test it out and whoever pops on, I can see what they think about it and see how they feel. So I kind of just go with the flow sometimes. Sometimes I'll pop on and I won't have a set playlist. I'll just be in a mood or mm-hmm. have a kind of a vibe in mind. And I'll just play songs that kind of fit with that mood and then it kind of builds on itself. And not to say that it always goes well, because some of them, you know, not everything goes with everything. Right. Uh, other times. I tend to uh, build a playlist off of like maybe a world event or something like that. So I, I've, my day job, I work in communications. I'm always looking at the news and trying to figure out what's going on in the world. And I, I kind of like feel the vibe from the, from the outside world and really try to build upon what's happening. So if I build a playlist out, say around the uh, election that was in November. I did a, a live stream off the election and I built songs starting off with like some down tempo, some Afro beats and some reggae, just because like we need peace. We need relaxation. It's very stressful time. And then I try to build up to something that's a little bit more energetic, uh, maybe some flips or refixes of songs that, you know, we've already heard, but another artist took a new take to it. So really trying to bring out the fun and like counteract some of the negative negativity that might be happening uh, mm-hmm. in the world that day. And, you know, it's interesting that, that you say they, that you correlate that with what's going on in today's news, especially since the 21st of January was deemed in either, I don't know if it's in Michigan or in just Detroit, but it was deemed the uh, what's going on day. As, a, as an ode to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On song that mm-hmm. premiered on that day. So it's really interesting to hear you say that, you know, to try to, you know, create your playlist based on uh, peace and harmony and relaxation in opposite of what's been going on as of exactly. late, you know? Yeah. Um, so how do you know what songs to choose when making your transitions? So when I'm doing, um, when I'm doing kind of like a a set on the fly, I just kind of go through some of the songs I know to sound good or playlists that I may have created and forgot about or things like that. Or even sometimes I look at my Spotify recommendations for the day and just, you know, pick out things that I like. But a lot of times when I'm playing some of those songs, the next song will kind of just pop into my head and it'll be like, you know what will sound good going into this, this song. Or I will, you know, hear something and I'm like, oh, you know, we could feel like those pockets, the beat from this song and and kind of like patch it together like that. So it's it's definitely 
when you see me uh, kind of like on live, like going through songs and stuff, I'm definitely iterating on that mix in my head in real time. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of kind of how the workflow works sometimes. And that's why I say your transitions are seamless because you do you do it so effortlessly. And that, it, <laughs> I it's, appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's like I said, I love seeing a DJ can go through their transitions really well. So that's why I'm just I'm. I'm honestly baffled by DJs that can do that so well. Cause it's like, how do you keep that entire catalog of songs in your mind and know which ones go with what beat at what tempo? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like when you, when you're hearing the music and you're like feeling it, it, it kind of just comes to you. And it's when you know, like the energy that you want to keep, like say, I can't see anybody on the other side of that phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I know I can feel the energy of like people who, you know, want to just dance or maybe they're at home cooking and they set the phone down they want to just groove out to something while they do their chores or something or anything like that it's kind of like meeting a vibe from people you can't see Mm -hmm. in addition to like really just going with what's in your own head or or the song that's playing then you kind of just follow it's kind of like following the vibe or following the the groove so to speak Mm -hmm. right (laughs) So what would you say are your goals as a DJ? So my goals are always just to make people feel good or help people forget some of the more difficult things that might be happening or any of the bad news that's happening. We're surrounded by bad news um, mm-hmm. these days. So it's it's really helping people kind of escape for a moment from some of those troubles and also putting them up on new music one of the biggest things about me is I don't really like to play uh top 40 or whatever is popular on the radio right I love to introduce people to new music and uh really put on other artists who are making music and have yet to be heard so mainly my goals are to sum it up help people escape put people on a new music and then also support our talented local artists in Detroit who are really doing their thing right now. You know, you sound just like uh, another DJ that I that I interviewed in season one. Uh, her her stage name is Problematic Black Hottie. Oh, and yeah. are you familiar with her? Uh, yeah, I actually got into her not too long ago um, before everything shut down. And I've been hearing about her a lot in the scene. Like she's super talented. Mm hmm. Yeah, she was talking about how um, she prefers, you know, not to play top 40. She says, I will not play top 40, just flat out. <laughs> <laughs> but she she also mentioned that that she would rather play indie R&B music, different artists, particularly femme artists that are in the R&B and hip hop scene and would rather, you know, stick to that type of a playlist for for any of her sets so it's I love hearing that from from uh DJs that they're that they want to make sure that they're acknowledging local artists you know versus the ones that are you know super popular you know exactly and and not to say that there's anything wrong with playing the the artists that are super popular or whatever but it's just that it's great to know that you want to make room for those that are not heard as often exactly it's Mm -hmm. it's like these super popular artists um i mean no shade to them like i'm sure they've worked very hard to get where they are uh but these artists have a platform already they have Mm -hmm. different avenues they can go to be heard be seen 
they can go on Twitter and, you know, say whatever they want or promote whatever they want and people will latch onto it. And that mm-hmm. is a lot harder for younger artists or local artists who are just starting out, don't really know where to put their craft or a lot of people don't know know about them yet. And, you know, there need to be different channels for those artists to be able to get their stuff out there. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I definitely will always stick to is support where you're from and support mm-hmm. the talent that's there. And the talent that's in Detroit is just immeasurable. Like Detroit has so much, so much awesome talent here and um, more people should know about it. Yeah, absolutely. That that was the one reason why I wanted to create this platform, this this podcast, because I've come across so many women and and non-binary individuals that are extremely talented and nobody says anything about them. It's It's like, it's ridiculous. And it's mainly because of the patriarchal ways that our society is, you know, and not just patriarchal, but also racist ways too. Exactly. You know, like you don't, the, the, it started off for me where I knew several black women that were phenomenal actors, but I wasn't seeing them on any of the stages in these predominantly white theaters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, wait a minute. How is it that, you know, you couldn't have this character be a black woman? It's not detailed in the script that it has to be a white woman. So why isn't she black? You right, know? Right. And She's that's cute. that's an opportunity for like, especially, like you just said, for everybody to make sure these artists are being heard like especially queer film artists like myself or film artists like everywhere and like what you're doing with this podcast is actually beautiful so I'm like I said I'm very humbled to be here but (laughs) but but yeah we need more outlets like this like this podcast and more people who care about the voices and the artwork of underrepresented groups uh from anywhere to mm-hmm. share their artwork because we have a lot to say and we have so much to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me what your audiences look like. I know that you were telling me before that that you're also a rapper as well and that you've worked with Crimson uh, a few times here and there. So when you are uh, when you are performing, you know, you're rapping, what have your audiences looked like? Do you ever see more men, more women, more black people, more white people? So it's been a while since I've been behind the mic. Um, And back in the day when Crimson Alchemist was known as Crimson Kid, I was performing with uh, Crimson as Jamie Blaze. And we would be, we would spend our days like in high school, like freestyling and things like that. Like I actually, me and her have this back and forth all the time about who was the better MC or anything like that. And we're always pointing each other like the Spider-Man meme. (laughs) Because <laughs> neither one of us want to say, yeah, you know, I think mine is good. But like, no, I really, Crimson is definitely the better uh, MC. But don't don't tell her I said that. She'll have a fit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so as far as like audiences, most of my audiences looked like me. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, black people, people who really enjoyed hip hop and very like thoughtful poetic hip-hop at that Mm -hmm. so and definitely women who also like like vibe with what I was saying uh so 
there's that as far as DJing, like I haven't seen an audience in person, unfortunately, right. but I have seen that I've been drawing in folks from like Ireland and folks from Britain and people like that. So I've surprisingly like white people like my mixes <laughs> that nice. really shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, oh, you can cuss. That's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, that that shocked the hell out of me. Uh, that white people really like my mixes. I've been seeing people from Ireland, people from Britain, and then also sharing with a few of my coworkers, which has been a that was a journey for me to be able to do that. But yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm reaching a, a wide demographic of of folks. But definitely, black women hold me down for real, and I think they really really like what I'm what I've been doing what techniques did you learn early in your career to get you where you are today early in uh DJing or DJing rapping you know you know what what like a mix of techniques did you learn from both careers have you learned to get you where you are today so rapping definitely helped me get over stage right and I'm not completely over it but that was a big factor when I was in high school I went to cast tech uh shout out ct number one second is done <laughs> but um uh definitely spitting on stage there I participated in like a poetry slam I and then along with uh my best friend we used to go down to they say downtown when they used to have Thursday night uh, poetry nights and perform. And so I would go up and perform in front of all of these like adults. I'm like 16, 17 at the time. And they're up there doing spoken word about like real life adult issues going through like relationships and and baby daddies and, and bills and all types of stuff that I honestly could not relate to. Right. And then I hop on, I hop up to the mic uh, with, you know, like, man, school is hard. Everything's hard. <laughs> and But they loved it. And eventually, of course, my subject matter started to evolve and meet the needs of that crowd to the point where, you know, I had like really seasoned poets walking up to me after I was done saying like, yo, you, you did your thing up there, little sis, like. So that that really helped me with being able to get myself out there more. Mm -hmm. And then now with DJing, it's uh, since it's primarily virtual, it's been actually helping me get myself out there in the social media space a little bit more. Like I don't post a lot other than Mm -hmm. on my story, um, but I don't make a lot of posts. I don't really share too much about what I'm doing. I'm more Mm -hmm. so share other people's content. And now I'm making Uh, my social content a little bit more me centered so Mm -hmm. it has DJing definitely has kind of added a another aspect to my life of where I'm a little bit more in tune with what it is I want to share about myself and my life as a black queer woman doing Mm -hmm. this are you still writing poetry always never stop writing What's some of the things that you normally write about well as of late it's definitely been me going back and forth with thoughts about the world right now mm-hmm. it's a very very stressful time and it's taking a pretty big toll on me because unfortunately because of my my job I cannot unplug from it right away or just yeah. shut stuff off like I, I typically would so it's it's really just kind of processing what's happening in the world right now also processing my own emotions and 
the work that I'm doing to grow as an individual and also weirdly enough coping with my own identities as a black queer woman and I realized that in a lot of scenarios in my life I haven't really had the time to kind of like spread out and express that so so I'm doing that right now with my writing what up this is DJ Lauren J and you're listening to the black queens on stage podcast with my girl Ashley keep it live so then let me ask you this as a black woman in a cis white male dominated industry, what kind of obstacles and challenges have you faced because you're black and a woman and how did you overcome them in referring to, and not, not, just, not, not particularly cis white male for rap, for the rap industry, but you know, just a male dominated industry for rap and for DJing. Yeah, that's one of the things that, that that is really intimidating about this is the fact that DJing is so um, dominated by men and cis white males. And I haven't necessarily encountered any obstacles just yet because primarily it's been virtual, but I have been studying how a lot of these DJs will put together like their virtual events and I will see this lineup and there will be no one other than men DJing or white men DJing Mm -hmm. or DJs who only play music that appease men and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit it's well it's very concerning for me because that's in a way like it kind of discourages female DJs who want to do more with their craft to to do it and it I don't know it kind of puts a a very like one-sided light on on the craft like when you think of a dj you probably think what what do you think about when you think of a dj ashley <laughs> i love it when my guests ask me questions um <laughs> <laughs> what i think of when i think of a dj is immediately just because of the way society is i'll i've immediately thought of a man particularly i'll think of like dead mouse you uh, know that's like the first thing that'll probably pop into my head but I don't necessarily, I don't listen to his music though. You know, that's that's the weird part. Like if I'm thinking of a DJ, it's usually men, you know, unfortunately. I don't, I don't see too many, I've never had the, had the opportunity to come in contact with a lot of women DJs, particularly black women DJs, you know, like even my brother, my brother is a DJ. And it's, 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 it is shocking that I don't see too many black women DJs. So like when I'm, when I'm scathing through Instagram and I see a black woman DJ, I'm like, yep, following you. (laughs) Because I want, because I want to listen to your set. I want to hear your content. You are who I'm looking for, but it's, it sucks that men are the first thing that come to my mind originally, you know, for, for DJs. Right. And you know what? You bring up such a solid point. Like a lot of people do think about Dead Mouse or Marshmallow or mm-hmm. one of those other DJs and like never listen to any of their music a day in their lives. Mm-hmm. And like that, like you said, that is a problem when one artist or one type of artist pretty much dominates a landscape where there are plenty many different ways to do it plenty of different people who do it and all those like all those different ways and different people don't necessarily get that same spotlight it's so it that's extremely problematic and one of the things that I hope 
people like, you know, Problematic Black Hottie or myself or DJ Stacey J or mm-hmm. any of the other like amazing DJs who I've seen like start to break that mold because it's 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 definitely not reflective of what everyone wants to hear. Yeah. Like I hate when when you would hear about these big name stars like Jermaine Dupree and Snoop Dogg where they they're attacking the 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 women the femme women that are, you know, they, they wear they wear their uh their revealing outfits and stuff, their boobs all out, their thighs all out and everything and and you know, they have some very explicit lyrics, but it's like first of all, wait a minute. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? <laughs> first of all, like, let me talk to you real quick. Let me talk to you about your career, sir. Right. <laughs> Especially Snoop Dogg. Let, let, let's oh let's analyze God. your career, sir. You know, so, I'm so disappointed in him. It, like, it, it's like, sir, you're really, you, you are really reeling into your age right now because you sound like an old ass man. <laughs> Look, <laughs> like, and seriously, since, my thing is just like, since when, why, why is it what a woman does with her body? What a woman wear? Why does it irritate y'all so much? Why do y'all have so much to say? Do you want the outfit? Do you right. not like, do you think it's not in good taste? Would you prefer another color? Did you help? Are you going to help me go shopping next time? Are you going to pay for it? <laughs> no? no, no, because you, your you don't, damn, unless <laughs> it is something you think you can control. And that's, men oh my god and and that's the thing that bothers me the most the absolute most when it comes to black women actors i'm sorry black women rappers and fucking people always have to give their input about how they should look if they're dressing like cardi b and meg the stallion they're too revealing if they're if they're dressing like young ma or even debrat they get judged for looking too lo- too much like men. What the fuck? We can't we can't win. Can't win. Can't, can't win, win unless it's like yeah. But if if I'm dressed in like if I'm in a turtleneck and some like hammer pants or something, like I'm I'm not showing enough skin. I'm not being right. you know. I'm not fun. I'm boring. I'm a prude. This that, and the other. So it's like right. Women can't win, and mm-hmm. that's why women just need to do them <laughs> do what they do. Right. And I appreciate it so much when the first time when Jermaine Dupree was talking about, uh, what was it? He was talking about their um, Cardi and Meg's video, or was that another video that he was commenting on? I can't remember. But Cardi was like, first of all, I can't rap about shit that actually bothers me because it's boring. But then when I rap about sex, which is what people want to hear, then it's too explicit. What do you want me to do? You can't, you can't have it both ways. And then on top of that, and this is what I really loved what Cardi did. She was like, there's a whole lot of women that are rapping about some real shit and nobody's listening to them. Mm -hmm. Like Tierra Whack. Oh my God. I love Tierra Whack. Tierra Whack spits so many bars. So many. So many bars. Oh, underrated. And the, and real, and honestly, the biggest thing, I don't know for sure. But I know recently the most biggest thing that I've heard her music in was in Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Yep. When they played clones in that first episode. Yep. And it's like, okay, what what about all the, the these other women that's really spitting some some heavy lyrics? You know? You you got no name out here. You got yep. you got Crimson. Shoot, she is really one that is yep. out here spitting 
exactly like heavy bars you you've got so jean gray is she even still spitting i have no idea like <laughs> my point is is that you have so many amazing female artists who are and i hate calling them female artists because they're artists like right, right. they're artists and what bothers <laughs> me is that like saying oh you a female rapper it puts you in a box you a female dj it puts you in a box and mm-hmm. it's like why do i have to exist within these confines and constraints and you just get to be you right that's not that's fair why, that's why i don't even i don't i personally do not even use the word actress anymore because fu- fuck all that uh that gender suffixing to to my actual title i am an actor period period end of discussion period like there, there's no need for you to add a gender suffix to it. Like it's some other type of language. No, don't do that. Don't do that to me. I am an actor. Right, right on. And yeah, that's that's just it. It. I I don't know what it's gonna take for people to understand that, but I I definitely do feel like with the more conversation we have about it and the more it is known, how all of these terms and even just with our language. Mm-hmm. puts women and black women and underrepresented people in general just in these very tight confined spaces it you know hopefully mm-hmm. will begin to undo more of that now have you ever felt like you had to work twice or three times as hard in between any of these or in any example that you may have always. because you're black and a woman yeah always mm-hmm. period point blank there it is always i've had to definitely go the extra mile or put in the extra effort or spend the extra hours like not just in like my day you know day-to-day career but in rap and DJing and stuff like that I remember back when I first started you know showing people that I could rap when I was younger like there would be the boy rappers in the class like doing their thing or whatever and then somebody would say, like, hey, yo, Jessica could rap. And they look at me like, she can't rap. What is she even going to rap about? Like, what? Like even as young you. as, mm-hmm. like, you know, middle school age, we start to internalize all of these stereotypes and biases that really make it difficult for, like, women, Black women to succeed. Mm-hmm. But then I got up there and I roasted their asses and then it was over. Like, you know what? Jay can rap. <laughs> you put your money where your mouth is. Period. <laughs> now, what kind of um what kind of moral support do you have for your artistic career? Uh so definitely uh my girlfriend. She has been like top tier a1 support um and me pursuing any of my creative interests so it was actually her who convinced me to get a uh the dj controller i'm using now to do all those tight ass transitions Mm. Uh, i wouldn't be able to do that if she hadn't been like you need to just get a dj controller invest in yourself Mm -hmm. um and it yeah that made a world difference so definitely her uh my friends uh, have been crazy supportive like they definitely throw gas on the fire whenever <laughs> like whenever they deem it necessary um not too long ago I did a uh mashup I'm starting to get into some production and mashups and just kind of like playing around with different songs and things like that 
And I did a mashup of Aaliyah's uh, At Your Best and over the beat of Back and Forth. Mm. And, like, they went up for it. Like, they loved it. And I was getting, like, voice messages like, ah, I'm about to listen to Aaliyah now. This sounds so good, bitch. Shit. Ah. Like, so... <laughs> So stuff like that, like, definitely helps. So definitely, like, the support from uh, from my girl and my friends and my family have definitely been uh, in my corner as well with this. Um, so it's it's been interesting uh, mm-hmm. trying to get started, especially in a virtual world. So they're, they, they usually hop on in and cheer me on, for sure, for sure. How do you keep your mental health in check and keep yourself performance ready? Um, so as <laughs> it's tough, I'm not even gonna hold you up. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, drink tea and do yoga. Like, no, <laughs> bruh, it's fucking tough. <laughs> and especially like, I struggle a lot with anxiety, like mm-hmm. crippling, anxiety, crippling anxiety to where sometimes like my mind gets going on one thing and it won't stop. And mm-hmm. then even if, when it does stop, It'll go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to the point where I can't even think an original thought like on purpose if I wanted to. So it's it, it, it's been tough, but definitely carving out time for myself. Time has been really the biggest factor in it. Making sure I have time to eat, making sure I have time to just sit and be quiet for a moment. And really just prioritizing the fact that I got to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. It's it's really making hard decisions like, okay, are you going to keep watching, you know, this this show on Netflix? Or are you going to go to bed? Because <laughs> you need to, you're tired. You need to rest. Or is it, you know, are you really going to eat three honey buns for breakfast? Or are you going to cook? And, and yeah, I had to really check myself and be like, okay, like there's actual food in there. You need to cook yourself something to eat because mm-hmm. that's what's going to give you the energy to get through the day. So it's really in addition to the, you know, making sure you put on some like soft socks or like all those frilly things they tell you to do on the internet to take care of yourself, drink hot tea and watch <laughs> your favorite show and relax. It's is definitely making the hard decisions like going to bed early or making yourself cook even if you don't think you have time or making sure you have time. So if that means going to bed early so you can wake up a little bit earlier so you can meditate and do some yoga, then so be it. Now, what advice do you have for aspiring singer? I'm sorry, aspiring DJs and rappers? Uh, the advice that I have is please do not hesitate and be afraid to push your talent into the world. Like with everything that is happening, people are looking for more things to escape to. And most times that thing is art or some form of expression. And not only when you express yourself, people can find something to relate to in it. It also allows them to get to know you more and it also offloads some of that on you so I would say never be afraid to put yourself out there and put your talent into the world and I'm speaking specifically to folks like me who did stuff in secret or like oh I just like to do this but I'm not gonna show anybody You're like <laughs> a song if you if you write a song and it's still in your notebook then what good is it to anybody else 
right. is it even any good to you at that point? So I definitely say like, don't be afraid to share your art. Now, this is a question that I ask all of my guests and it's called the Queen's Request. Ooh. <laughs> so I want you to suggest to me one or two Michigan Black women artists, and that can be in any genre, that can be rappers or DJs or actors or hey. anything that's performing that we should be keeping an eye out for. Uh, shoot. I def- First person that came comes to mind, uh, Milfi. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a dope-ass, talented rapper. Um, I've never actually met her, like, spoken to her, but I've seen her out and about. She's just always got this energy about her that, like, I, I love it. It's like this bad bitch, don't give a fuck energy. And... <laughs> That's the energy she be putting into her music. And low-key, I am a fan. So definitely think you should talk to Milfie. M-I-L-F-I-E. Yeah, she definitely exudes kind of like just that that female embodiment of confidence and not giving a fuck what anybody thinks. Uh-huh. That's Milfie. Um, And who else? You know what? Amber Simone. Uh, she's a also a dope spitter that I got into. Um, she has a new record out called Bliss that I've actually just added to my rotation. Um, and she, like, she's a fire spitter, like, for real, for real. I like her vibe. And she she, she got a groove to her, so she carry it, carries it well. So definitely think you should talk to her. All right. Now, is there, oh, sorry, got too close to the mic. Now, is there anything that you want to promote, like any social media or website? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely uh, follow me at DJ underscore L-R-N-J-A-Y. Um, growing a new Instagram page dedicated to my craft of DJing. Uh, and then also check out some of my recorded live mixes on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash by l-r-n-j-a-y uh and yeah feel free to also reach out to me with anything that you think i should be listening to or any artists i should be adding to my rotation uh because that's a big part of it well this was a lot of fun i'm so glad that you joined me today this this was really 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 great Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for having me so much. Like, I really appreciate it. Whoever dropped my name, uh, shout out to you because this is dope. This podcast is dope. Ashley, you are doing <laughs> something amazing here. And you definitely got a listener and a supporter in me for sure, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find Black Queens on Stage podcast and Black Literature and Art Queens Network at blackqueensonstage.com and blaqn.org. Follow me on Instagram at blaqnshowmichigan, on Facebook at blaqshowmichigan, and on Twitter at blaqnmi. You can find all this info in the show notes. Please rate the show and leave a review on Apple Podcast or on Podbean to let me know what you think of the show. Thanks again. Until next time.